the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. All right, and uh, welcome to No Buts About It. It is January 13th, 2023, and I'm still in a dining room in Indiana. This will be the last show from a dining room in Indiana for a long time, though, as I go back to my dorm room in Steubenville, Ohio, on Monday. Um, Chuss is still in his basement in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, I assume the bird is also there, though the bird is very quiet. Yeah, Murray is chilling right now, so he's been quiet. He's tired. Okay. Um, We are here to talk about our NFC wildcard weekend predictions. But first, we've got some news. And uh, first news bit is Derek Carr appears to be leaving the Raiders. Not of his own will, though. Um, It appears that the Las Vegas Raiders will be looking for a trade partner by him or for him, and if they have not found one, they will be cutting him, which seemed like Derek didn't really like that. Derek has once said that he, if, if he wasn't playing, he was going to retire. He wanted to be a Raider his whole career, but now he's said that he kind of has a uh, fire in his soul to play football, and he wants to prove himself, and he wants to prove the Raiders made a mistake. I don't really like how the Raiders handled this because it didn't really seem like uh, Derek saw this coming, and uh, I mean, he didn't play super well this season. I also don't like that now we're questioning where wh- what's going to happen with Devontae Adams. I feel like that's the one thing no one's talking about. I know Devontae Adams is signed to a contract with the Las Vegas Raiders, but one of the main reasons he went to Las Vegas was because his college teammate, Derek Carr, was the quarterback, and uh, now it is appearing that that's not going to be the case next season. So does this change Devontae Adams' mind on whether or not he wants to play there? What do you think, Chuss? Um, You know, I think the problem is, is like, I don't think Devontae Adams is going to leave necessarily this year. I think what's going to end up happening is I think Devontae Adams, although is going to be upset that Derek Carr is leaving, I don't think he's going to like ask for a trade yet. Because, I mean, obviously, he just got traded from Green Bay to Vegas. So, like, just this past offseason. Um, so, like, I don't think he's going to ask for a trade, nor I don't think he will also be traded in the offseason, like this coming offseason. I think they're going to wait it out. And I think if whoever this new quarterback, whoever the Raiders decide to run with, I mean, obviously, it's not going to be Derek Carr. Um I think there, he's just – I guess if the quarterback makes Devontae Adams look good, I think he'll stay. But if he doesn't like produce at all and he stinks, 
then I think that Devonte Adams is probably going to want to leave, but I don't think it'll be this year. I think it'll be a 2024 topic um, or like a mid 2023, like mid season topic, like right before the trade deadline. Um, but I don't think it's something to worry about now. Raiders fans, I think Raiders fans are already in shambles. So I don't think trading Derek Carr, I mean, I don't know. I guess they're not necessarily in shambles. I mean, some of them didn't like Derek Carr, but I feel like if you lose Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, the Raiders are just going to be looked at as the next Houston Texans because next thing you know, you're training your quarterback, you're training your top wide receiver. Next thing you know, Josh Jacobs is gone and you have no team. You have no so, yeah, you just have nothing. So, I mean, I just – I think the Raiders have to watch what they do because although Derek Carr didn't play that well, he still had like 3,500 yards passing, 24 touchdowns, 14 interceptions this year. It's not that bad of numbers. I mean, you could have way worse numbers. I mean, there's, you know, even like if you want to put a comparison out there, Kenny Pickett started, you know, 12 games. He had what, five touchdowns, nine interceptions. I mean, like granted, yes, he's a rookie, but then you have him and then you have some of these other quarterbacks that are underperforming. He's not, Derek Carr isn't a bad quarterback. I just, think that he needs a change of pace um i don't know if the raiders would have done it for him but hey man we, we saw kirk cousins light it up in minnesota after leaving uh washington so maybe maybe this will happen with Derek carr maybe he'll go to a team and just be uh what he said that he wanted to do was to prove vegas that they're gonna make a mistake which i also don't understand why they would cut him if they can't find somebody to make a trade with because at that point, nobody's going to make a trade with you, and then they're just going to pick them up anyway. So, like, I feel like this is kind of dumb. But on top of that, um, like, if if you wanted to run a quarterback, why wouldn't you just put the quarterback that you want – that isn't Derek Carr, whether you draft one or you pick one up in free agency, why wouldn't you just have Derek Carr sit behind him? Like, if Derek Carr doesn't want to leave. Because you, it just, it just kind of makes the Raiders organization look like the bad the bad people doesn't necessarily make Derek Carr look like the bad person here. I don't I don't think the Raiders can afford to keep Derek Carr on with another quarterback unless it's a rookie, which I assume they're going to draft Will Levis. Um, he'd be the only of the three quarterbacks left by the time you get to the Raiders, except unless they trade up. The other thing is um, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. The, the only I was just I was just going to say real quick. I don't think Will Levis is going to be the guy oh no i don't think so i i i he's gonna be the only quarterback available at that point you're not gonna they're not gonna get cj stroud or bryce young yeah i mean like yeah will levis like i I think he's a good quarterback i mean i hope he proves me wrong obviously but um he played for the university of kentucky wildcats this year and i think that they were they had like an okay season but um this isn't about college football so you're saying something but anyway i'm wondering so the only way i see you getting rid of Derek carr at this point is because he does have a big contract um that can be rewrote with whatever team he goes to however i only see this happening if you think for you're 100 percent certain you're going to get tom brady or even jimmy g because they both worked with josh mcdaniels before tom brady obviously has won super bowls with josh mcdaniels he's going to be a free agent there was a deal worked out for him when he went Uh, When he left the Patriots, he was supposedly going to go to the Raiders. And then that deal fell through because they stuck with Derek Carr. And Tom Brady ended up going to the Buccaneers, winning a Super Bowl. rest is history. Jimmy G has been in San Francisco, but he's also played under uh, Josh McDaniels. Those are the only two guys who I think you 
say, okay, we can go out in free agency and we can get a guy that has worked with Josh McDaniels, understands his coaching style, and is going to help us win us games. I don't think you get rid of Derek Carr unless you're certain of that. I mean, yeah, I not only do I agree with that, but I think at that point, I think if the Raiders were smart and if San Francisco, because right now, if I was the 49ers, I would stick with Brock Purdy. Now, the reason I would stick with Brock Purdy is just because not only is he like the rookie coming on, but right now he's like doing very, very well. And in a way, like he's also in a, like in some aspects, he kind of reminds me of Jimmy G in a way. Um, not the same, but he just kind of like, he's like a field general, but he's still able to like, you know, hold his own. He, he's been doing very well. I would personally stick with Brock Purdy and have Trey Lance as your backup right now, because I mean, granted, maybe get somebody else in the off season because Trey Lance is like hurt consistently. But if you let Jimmy G go, if you let Jimmy G walk, I think if the Raiders were smart, they would take Jimmy G over Tom Brady, let Tom Brady go to the Patriots, have Tom Brady retire a Patriot after the last season or whatever, but have Jimmy G run with the Raiders. Because if you have Tom Brady go to Vegas, Tom Brady's only, he's so, he's old. Like, I mean, he's like, he's 46. I mean, like this man is going to retire at some point. So like, if the Raiders want to focus on the future, like granted Jimmy G is older, but like at least you can focus a little bit more on your future for the next five to seven years with Jimmy G rather than the next year or two with the Raiders or with Tom Brady. So I personally think it would probably be smart for the Raiders if they are going to run with one of those two quarterbacks, go with Jimmy G over Brady, unless they're just all in for a season and then are fine with tanking for the next 10 years or whatever. Not probably not 10 years, probably like three years, but still. What about Aaron Rodgers? It seemed like he was missing Devontae Adams a little bit this season. Could you bring in Aaron Rodgers? I mean, the problem also, like the thing with Aaron Rodgers compared to Tom Brady is Tom Brady is like, not that Aaron Rodgers isn't an animal, okay? Don't get me wrong, but Tom Brady is an animal. And the reason I say that is because somehow, some way, he's always in the playoffs. He's always, he's like, I mean, granted, they didn't have a great season this year in, in uh, Tampa, but like, he always somehow manages to make it in. He wins these big games. He, he's he's just clutch. And and his numbers show that. He, he has championship rings. He has so many Super Bowl appearances. And I honestly think that um, – I think Aaron Rodgers could do well with Ra- the Raiders. But it's a very similar situation to Tom Brady. Only difference is, is Aaron Rodgers is already starting to, like, in a way slow down. Not entirely. I'm not saying entirely. But he is 38. And he's showing a little bit more wear at 38 than Tom Brady is showing wear at 46. So I think the Vegas Raiders could probably get three years, probably the whole duration of the contract with Aaron Rodgers before he retires. But like Tom Brady, like bro, bro, homie's pushing 50. Like you, you you know that at some point he's got to hang it. He almost hung it up this time. Yeah. So, so I mean, Aaron Rodgers could be a good one because that's also like, it's one of those things, like you said, Aaron Rodgers has that Devontae Adams connection and stuff. And then on top of that, you have Josh Jacobs already, you know, in the backfield and stuff. Like Aaron Rodgers, I think, would be really good. But out of the three, I would probably go Jimmy G, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady should let Tom Brady go to the Patriots if he doesn't stay in Tampa or doesn't retire. Let him go to New England. Have him play his last season or two seasons or whatever with the Patriots, whether they win or not doesn't matter and then have mac jones or whoever you want to start after that but let tom brady run and i think mac jones will understand if tom brady goes to the patriots for one year and mac jones sits behind him 
So. Okay. 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 Well, um, maybe it's a hot take, but I, I, I don't. I there's so much going on with the story. I don't even know what's going to happen. Um, but moving on to another story. Uh, Joe Mixon is now challenging Roger Goodell to a coin flip in a tweet that I couldn't find on Twitter, so I assume he deleted it. I don't know if the Bengals made him delete it or who made him delete it, but it appears to have been deleted. Um, but in the tweet, he said, at NFL, since y'all about the coin flipping, let's do this. Let's have a coin toss to pay this crazy fine for expressing myself. If it's heads, I'll pay. If it's tails, Roger G pays the money to the Boys and Girls Club of Cincinnati. <coughs> hashtag all about the kids. Hashtag who day. And then he attached a picture of the email that it appears the NFL sent him, um, telling him that he got fined. Uh, how much, which was $13,261. That's a very specific number for some reason. And uh, basically how he can pay that. Um, he was fined because he flipped a coin after scoring a touchdown in the last game um, because the NFL wanted to do a coin flip if the Ravens won as to who would get home field advantage for this week's game. Uh, what, what do you think? Do you think... <laughs> I think that. I mean, the, I, I think it's funny, but I, the NFL's not going to do that. No, the NFL. The NFL. The NFL. The problem. The problem I have with like a lot of these organizations, like you know, like like Roger Goodell, um, uh, freaking, um, the other one, whoever the other one is, for, like the other sports and stuff. I don't know. I don't. They don't matter. The NFL is the best league. Yeah, it's about. Yeah, yeah. Gary Bettman for NHL. Either way, a lot of them are very stingy with their money for one, but also like. Like, when you think about, like, the NFL higher-ups, like, literally, like, I, I can't stop and think. Like, I, I just can't help myself and think about the time literally that happened, like, almost two weeks ago with, like, the situation where they were like, oh, yeah, the NFL was like, have five-minute warm-ups happen after DeMar Hamlin almost died on the field. Like, they they gave they gave no, like, they gave not one care in the world about this man's well-being. They wanted the game to go They're on because of the money and the ratings. That. I mean, we don't know that they. I know, but but, but like still, but, yeah. but still, like even then, like the NFL is just like the higher ups, the owner. Like I feel like even if that's not true, there are so many other sketchy things that they've done, and like a lot of weird things that they've done. That like it makes me believe that like even if this like Joe Mixon thing is like supposed to be like oh yeah it's going to charity, they're gonna be like charity. Let the players deal with that type thing. It's like I, I, I really – if the NFL came through with that, that would be awesome, but, like, they're not going to. Um, I, I appreciate Joe Mixon for making an effort, but they're just going to be – they're going to be annoying about it because the NFL cares about ratings and paying the fines more than anything else, and they think the coin toss is a good idea <laughs> and the uh, home, the neutral zone advantage, which I don't mind the neutral zone thing. That's fine, but, like – you know, still, it's just still stupid, but whatever. I mean, it's not here nor there. The the thing about the uh, neutral zone thing that's making the Bengals mad, the, the neutral field, which is now going to be played in Atlanta, is that it, they're assuming a Bills-Chiefs AFC championship game, and the Bengals are like, well, what about us, you know? Um, so the Bengals are fired I mean... up. I was going to say with the Bengals though, I mean, it, it, I think isn't Cincinnati technically in that too. So even if Cincinnati plays the chiefs or the Bengals or not the Bengals, well, they are if, the Bengals. If, if the, the Bengals play the bills or something like that, they still have to play in Atlanta. No. Why no. not? Because it's only a bills chiefs because 
the bill if the bills would have beat the Bengals, they would have had a chance at the one seed uh, the nfl is assuming a bills chiefs championship game if it comes to Bengals bills the game will be played in buffalo if it comes to Bengals chiefs it'll be played in kansas city i mean so okay th- that's why the NFL. i mean mad, or, or that's why the Bengals are mad I don't think necessarily. I don't. I don't want Bengals fans to get that like twisted. I, I don't. I don't think that that necessarily means that they're like assuming a bank like a Bills Chiefs thing. I think they're just preparing in the event that it happens. Yeah, um, but I don't. I don't think they should take it. I don't think you guys should take it that way. No, the thing the Bengals lost the home game. Lost their home game because I don't know. It's a whole thing. We talked about it on another episode, so I don't want to get. In, all the way into it again but um you you have some news that you wanted to cover as well oh yeah there's this okay yeah so we'll move on but there's this one topic that i just really want to talk about um but actually i'll hold that one for i'll hold that one for a little bit but my first one um is that uh the patriots are replacing matt patricia um as offensive play caller um they will begin interviewing candidates for the offensive coordinator next week so indicating they're moving on from Matt Patricia. So um, that's a pretty crazy uh, turn of events in New England. Um, kind of funny, but also like, you know, you bring back Matt Patricia just for him to get next is pretty interesting. I mean, I guess it's not um, necessarily confirmed that they fired him, but with them interviewing uh, other candidates, it's pretty much certain that they're probably not going to bring him back. Um, New England did kind of struggle offensively at points in the year, and um, it is without saying they obviously did not make playoffs. They were close, but they did not make it, and Miami made it instead over New England and Pittsburgh, so um, maybe there should be a little bit of a change in the offensive coordinator position because New England now has not made it to the playoffs in, what, 2020, 2022 they made it last year. They right? made it max rookie year. They made it to the wild card round and lost to the Bills, I believe. Yeah. So, because I know they didn't make it the year with Cam Newton. No. I don't believe. No. Mm, and then, and then they didn't make it this year when the Patriots have been consistently in playoffs with Tom Brady for like twelve years or something right. ridiculous. But so I think there there needs to be a change. But what do you think, Josh? What what do you have to say about this? I mean, I think we saw Matt Patricia's play calling when he was the head coach of the Detroit Lions, and I questioned from the beginning why Billy B gave him permission to call plays. I think he's better as a defensive guy. He was a defensive coordinator for years. I don't know why we all of a sudden decided he needs to be an offensive uh, play caller. Doesn't make sense to me. Um, I'm questioning what's going on in New England. I think Bill is desperately trying to find his replacement and (laughs) that none of his uh, protégés have worked out so far. Yeah, I mean, it's just definitely a very interesting situation in New England. There's so much up in the air. I mean, we've already discussed the quarterback situation on the show uh, multiple times with, like, who's the quarterback going to be? Are they going to bring back either former quarterback for the Patriots, either Jimmy G., uh, Tom Brady, are they going to run with Mac Jones next season? I mean, I feel like there's a lot up in the air. I mean, obviously, you know, Bill Belichick will be back probably next year. Um, I don't see why he would retire. I mean, obviously, they're not going to fire him, but um, I mean, he is getting older. But I mean, it'll definitely be very interesting to see how the offseason unfolds for New England, see what direction they go. Um, but yeah, they are moving on from their offensive coordinator, Matt Patricia, as of right now. 
um, on to some NFC news. Uh, it was reported that Sean McVay will be returning next season for the Los Angeles Rams. So pretty exciting um, for Rams fans because, uh, you know, Sean McVay is pretty much very stud legend, I would call him. A uh, very young coach, and um, although they did not have a very good season this year, I do blame that a lot on injuries, not necessarily the type of players and play calling that they had. I just think, you know, with getting Cooper Cup and having to, you know, run with like second, third string quarterbacks, they picked Baker off of waivers like towards the end of the season. I mean, it's been a wild ride for the Rams this year, but somehow they managed to beat the Broncos like 50 to 14 or whatever, like towards the end of the season. I mean, it's kind of like a wild circumstance right now going on, but I think that they have a lot of hope for next year. So I'm glad that Sean McVay is returning because I think that they have a very good chance at doing better than they did this year. And as long as everybody stays healthy, because as we've seen before, the team doesn't stay healthy. um, They're not going to go anywhere. So what do you think about this? You, you, uh, you happy with uh, Sean McVay returning? I love Sean McVay. I think he's a great coach. I think he's a hall of fame coach already or is well on his way. He's youngest coach of all time to win uh, play in a Super Bowl. I believe he's also the youngest of all time to win a Super Bowl. So, I mean, what what can what can you say? I mean, his coaching tree is phenomenal. Zach Taylor came off his coaching tree. Um, he's off the same coaching tree as Kyle Shanahan, Matt Lafleur, both phenomenal coaches. So he obviously knows what he's doing. He's got the resume. I mean, I'd keep him around as as long as I can if I'm the L.A. Rams. I mean, I don't I don't know what else there really is to say. Um, I believe you also wanted to talk about. Um, well, yeah, there's also there is one more I'm, that I wanted. Well, but I was waiting for you to finish about Sean McVay. Sean, first, yeah, Sean Mc, Sean McVay, great guy, great great human. Um, he seems like he really loves the game. But and uh, I'm gonna take one of your stories just because I want you to talk about one of them specifically. Uh, okay. Lamar Jackson is not playing on Sunday. Uh, Tyler Huntley is still not throwing with his throwing arm, and Anthony Brown might be starting. Okay, Chuss. What, what, what did I leave you with? Okay, so, um, yeah, in conclusion, the Baltimore Ravens are still going to lose. Um, so, Bengals are definitely going to win. But my favorite news story of this week, now, apparently, according to Josh, he claims this is old news, but uh, when I looked it up, it, a lot of people have been reporting it over the last couple of days. We did not cover this on Wednesday, but super sick moment in Cincinnati quarterback Joey B and other pro athletes have taken a stake in an Iowa farm and literally own a portion of this 104 acre farm in Iowa. Um, It looks like uh, what Sam Hubbard, I think is also involved in this as well as some other players like uh, Blake Griffin is involved in this Uh, blue Jays pitcher. uh, Kevin Gossman is involved and um, it's just it's just so funny to me. Zach I don't Ertz. know why. Yeah, Zach Ertz is also involved Kem- in it. Kemba I just feel Walker. Like, yeah, Kemba Walker. Um, Chris Middleton. You know, I just feel like it is the most random situation ever that all of these pro athletes are working together to buy this farm in Iowa. But it is the most, like, not the most, like, it is the sickest thing that I've seen 
in sports in like the last week. Like everything else has just been like, oh, firings and news updates. But I was like, bro, we need more of these quarterbacks and players to buy farms. Like how cool is it to hear that Joe Burrow, from your perspective as a Bengals fan, that Joe Burrow and Sam Hubbard pitched in with other pro athletes to buy a freaking farm in Iowa just right before wildcard weekend. That's got to be freaking cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I mean, I'm from from Indiana, obviously, big fan of farming, farm culture, agriculture. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why um, he necessarily did this. The only thing I can think of is they were, like, getting really tired of the food at, uh, like, the different – venues they go to and they're just like this is crap like we could do so much better and then someone was like prove it and joe burrow was like okay and he called up all his buddies on these other pro teams he screamed across the lunchroom to sam and was like hey you want to go buy a farm we're gonna go grow our own food um we're gonna grow our own feed our own cows milk our own cows you know in the off season (laughs) stock up on it I just, I just, it is the most random thing that I've heard all week. <laughs> they and like, will now I don't know where, where their food's coming from because it's hey, coming you know, from their own farm. Hey, I mean, isn't that awesome though? That, that's gotta be cool in a way. I mean, for just like, you know, I guess getting your own food, but I, I just, I was not out of all the news stories this week. <laughs> like I was expecting like this person's not playing this week. This isn't, but no, Joe Burrow buys a farm in Iowa along with multiple other athletes. And I was like, let's go. This is freaking awesome. Makes me want to take an agriculture class, but I'm not going to because I'm not as dedicated as Joe Burrow. Imagine you're like an Iowa teenager and you need some money in the summer. And you're like, I'm going to go up to this farm up the road to see if they need any help. And you get there and you see it's Joe Burrow driving the tractor, Sam Hubbard and uh, Zach Ertz are bailing the hay you got blake griffin outside milking the cows yeah freaking like what yeah I get, <laughs> it's just the most i don't know what my reaction would be i mean especially from a teenager perspective like if they know anything about sports like they would be like holy crap that's joe burrow this on a freaking tractor yeah and this guy is jacked he has a shirt off with uh uh jeans so he's got jorts on right now and boots like, holy crap, Joe Burrow is a hunk. And it's like, what is going on over in Iowa right now? And the teenager would slowly walk away back down the street because he would be like, I don't think I, this is real. But in reality, yes, if you are a teenager looking for a job in Iowa at a farm, I'm not saying you will get a position to work at this said farm. But if you happen to walk up the road and catch Joe Burrow on a tractor, please send us a photo because that would be fr- pretty freaking sweet. Like a thousand. He's like, oh, what, what do you uh, want? to be paid if you come to help us out on the farm he's like i don't know what what, what do you what are you thinking eh, how's a thousand dollars an hour sound great <laughs> yeah yeah like that'd be just freaking cool i mean i just think that the whole concept of him buying a farm or buy, uh, all of them buying a farm is just so random so cool and i just have no words for it i mean it is probably the and we need more sports stories like that. That's I need more be the most stories. popular attraction in Iowa now is is the, the is pro the athlete pro farm. athlete farm, yeah, or whatever they they call it. I didn't do too much in depth research on it, but I do know that uh, the it's, farm is uh, purchased by multiple athletes, and I just think it is the funniest thing ever. It's like Hooday so. Acres or something. 
who they ate. Well, the Sam. problem is with that is you have people that are not from Cincinnati. Yeah, so but probably Sam, Sam and Joe can outvote the other guys. What Blake Griffin? Yeah, so like Blake uh, Griffin and them, they're all like, they're like, no. Well, it, well like, what about what, the Toronto Blue Jays? Yeah, like, they, they, they're pitchers involved in that too. So yeah, I mean, but like, I mean, Joe Burrow. The Blue Jays are gonna be like, what the heck is a two day? I mean, day, that's who, not true. Two day Acres is gonna be the only one name that gets two votes though. That's the name. Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz won't be a fan of that either. Actually, Zach Ertz probably wouldn't care because he's what he played for the Eagles and the Cardinals. Yeah, he's, he's never played for an AFC team anyway. So. Yeah, what's he? He's he's chilling. Well, we're uh, almost thirty minutes into this episode, and we have not at all talked about the NFC wildcard games. <clears throat> so we. Should but hey, you know what? Yeah, we, let's discuss. We did. Them. Talk, I mean, there's like we did talk about a farm though. That's imp- that was yeah. important. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, we only have what three games to talk about for the NFC wildcard this year. Yeah. Or for this week, not this year. Um, yeah. It'll what, be, it'll be you know, I mean, the AFC's two and seven. AFC. Yeah. Three and the six, farm, four and five. Yeah, it's farm three took, matchups. Farm took priority. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. okay. It was it was a good topic. Yeah. I I, I enjoyed it. Um, I really. If you get a job on that farm, please, yeah, send us photos or like send us information because that'd just be so freaking funny. The farm. <laughs> I'd need to see a photo of these players doing farm-related activities. I just need to. Like, I, I feel like I would just – like, I know it'll probably happen off-season. Next thing you know, it'll be, like, middle of July, and Joe Burrow's going to be, like, happy 4th of July, and it's going to be, like, that Gardner Minshew photo where he's wearing shorts and a headband, and is, is just, he's not going to have a hairy chest. I feel like Joey B doesn't have a hairy chest, but he's just going to be, like, just standing there shirtless, buff with um, Sam Hubbard and Zach Ertz, and they're just going to be standing on this farm with, like, cowboy hats and like uh wheat hanging out of their uh mouth it's just gonna be really cool you, you know realistically they're probably never gonna do any work on the farm but in my mind they will be because it's, sh- it's just a way funnier image to just imagine uh, all these guys like doing farm activities yeah they probably won't do any of the farm stuff but i do think that at some point they are gonna visit the farm and for some reason i feel like sometime in the summer they're gonna take a photo on this farm they probably will i mean just 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 for the fun of it because I, I think it would be awesome i think it would get a lot of likes i would definitely repost it um i'd repost it as much as i was reposting andrew mccutcheon stuff today yes yeah, so you, you were all base, over that. baseball topic but um not nfl related so andrew mccutcheon's coming back to pittsburgh for the pittsburgh pirates which is super exciting for baseball fans pirates fans specifically but this is about football, so we should probably get into the NFC matchups. Okay, okay. <laughs> Shh. Just let me be happy. I don't know if you caught the end of the first one, so I had to do it again for you. Okay, let's get into these NFC matchups. Okay. There's one I really just do not like, but well, let's get into the first yeah, one. Yeah, I'm going to guess the one with the seventh seed, which is the first one, which is tomorrow at uh, 4.30 p.m., Seahawks versus 49ers. Um, I'm, I'm going to go 49ers on this one, I think. Everyone is going for Although Pete Carroll was on a scooter. I don't know if you saw that video. Pete Carroll was riding his scooter. Around I did see the Pete. I saw Pete Carroll on the scooter. That, that was really funny. 71-year-old like... Pete Carroll was whipping around the corner on the scooter. Geno Smith was, like, dancing into the locker room. Pete Carroll whips around the corner. I mean, they got they got the vibe going. They're feeling confident going into uh, this this game. So maybe they'll surprise us, but – I think um, I, uh, based on everything we've seen, we've got to go 49ers. I mean, that I de- mean it that is defense, it's, yeah. That defense is phenomenal. Um, 
Brock might Brock will probably get picked off though by Tariq Woolen at some point during the game. I would be very surprised if Tariq Woolen does not pick off Brock Purdy. Yeah, I mean, I think in my perspective, like out of the the two uh uh two seeds playing seven seeds this week, like compared to like the um the Bills playing like the uh the Miami Dolphins this week, I feel like with that one, I feel like it, that one was pretty like self-explanatory. This one, I'm gonna go with 49ers, obviously, just because I feel like they're just the better team. Like even with Jimmy Garoppolo going down and Brock Purdy coming in and still winning like a bunch of games, I think the 49ers have just developed themselves as the better team, especially their defense. Um, I have to go with the 49ers, but I will say that like I think Seattle is probably out of the other options that would have made it. Um, I feel like the Seahawks are probably the best uh nfc option next to like the lions i would say i i the only other thing would have been the Lions. i feel like if the seattle seahawks wouldn't have made it i think the lions would have made a lot of noise against uh the 49ers but since they didn't i think seattle's probably the next team best up whereas with miami considering their injuries and stuff in the afc i feel like my decision to vote against them 150 percent right now is justified considering that I feel like the Steelers or the Patriots would have made much more noise than the um, the good old Miami Dolphins. But maybe they'll surprise me this weekend. But I'm going to go with 49ers for this one. Um, but I think the Seahawks will kind of make it close. I mean, it, it's not going to be no blowout, but I also don't think it's going to be no close game either. I think it'll probably be like a 28-14, maybe a 28-21 game. I mean, I think the 49ers definitely going to win by a touchdown. And, I mean, the defense might get a little walked on a little bit just because it's – it's an offensive. It's a it's a playoff game. It's not going to be. The, it's not a regular season game. It's a very different vibe. That is so. accurate. It is not a regular season game. It is a playoff game. Chuss coming out here spitting facts. Is that is that the yeah. game that you really didn't like though? I mean, it's a divisional actually, matchup. No, it's actually not. I actually don't mind this matchup to be honest. I I think this matchup is uh not the like out of the all of them i think this one might actually be kind of interesting even though you you're expecting the 49ers to win like it still should be relatively interesting true, true. i mean watch. i mean again it, i mean these no they're not all divisional matchups but this one is a divisional matchup and they know each other old man pete has got this team way overperforming expectations this season everyone is expecting him to have a top 5 draft pick hey. and I, I think that they still do or maybe they definitely have a top 10 one because of Denver, but yeah, I, I mean, don't know where Denver fell they, they or what happened. With way, Denver, but. They way overperformed this year with Geno Smith and Geno Smith had that awesome quote where he said, they wrote me off. I didn't write back. Loved that. going to get it framed or something. But, um, yeah. That, that reminds me of um, when Gardner Minshew, he didn't, he, he quoted apparently Vincent Van Gogh, but it's actually from a movie, but uh, Gardner Minshew, like right before the Cowboys game, he said, um, he said, you know, Vincent Van Gogh, they always told him he couldn't be a good, they'd all, people always told him, oh, you can never be a good painter. You only have one ear. And you know what he said in response? I can't hear you. And I always just loved that quote too. And it, it was from, it was from a movie. I don't remember what movie it was, but um, I just, I love that. I love that quote too. But, but yeah, um, they wrote him off. I didn't write, I didn't write back is also a very good one, but I liked, I liked how Seattle performed this year. I feel like, like you said, they very much exceeded expectations and um Makes you wonder how they're gonna they're gonna run into playoffs this year. It makes you really run wonder. Like you think I don't think they're gonna get destroyed. I mean, maybe they won't win, but I, I think they're gonna put up a, more of a fight than um, 
and like a like a Miami Dolphins are going to right now because the the Seattle Seahawks are healthy. They are relatively healthy, so it, it it'll be a good matchup. Yeah, I mean, so many things can happen in divisional games. That's true. That's true. But I think the world would be shocked if the 49ers are first round exits. Moving on, um, this might be the game you hate. Maybe it's not. Actually, it might be the Monday night game that you hate. Um, anyway, Giants Vikings play Sunday at four thirty. Um, yeah, Giants one, Vikings. This one's oh, a toss man. up. Yeah, because they're both very inconsistent teams. Yeah, primetime Kirk is not the move. Well, yeah, not only primetime Kirk, but also, like, the Vikings go in, they beat Buffalo, the next week gets stomped by Dallas 40-3. to Like, how how do you let that happen? Like, I get it, it was, like, midseason and whatever, but, like, it says a lot about the Vikings as a team. Um, and I think the Giants being, like, what, 9, what are they, 9-7-1 and one is also very, very interesting. They have that tie with the commanders and they're in the playoffs and they, they've lost big games. They would win a couple games here and there. Like they're in, but like, I mean the game, it, it really makes you think that the Vikings are going to win. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at the, the, the records and the stats and stuff, it, it makes you think that the Vikings can win. However, as you mentioned, primetime Kirk, can Danny dimes get it done? Could Danny dimes actually get it done? No. <laughs> I, think, I, I didn't if, think so. I think if anyone gets it done, it's going to be Saquon. Yeah, I mean Kenny Galladay. Think, Kenny yeah. Galladay did get his first ever touchdown as a Giant, though. Finally, and in the final game of his career, regular season career as a Giant. Yeah, he decided to get a touchdown. Um, really, really I'm, dumb, but whatever. I'm not sold on any of these NFC East teams. So no, I'm I'm not either. Except for I personally maybe am not. one of them, and it's not the team that people are thinking it is, and it's not the Giants. <laughs> so that leaves I one. Think, but... Yeah, I I'm gonna leave the I'm gonna run with the Vikings for this game though. Um, I I just I I mean I think they're the better team. It's gonna be a struggle, but I think the Vikings are gonna win by like two points. It's going to be something – it's going to be a dumb score. It's going to be like 21-19 or something stupid. I, I don't know. So the Giants have a better defense, but the Vikings have a better offense. This is really hard. This is a hard pick. I'm I'm going to go Giants because defense wins, wins championships. Champions. I don't I like think that. that'll happen. I like, I like that. But I think that the Giants' defense should be able – to cause enough issues. The only thing I'd be scared of is if they spend the entire game double teaming Justin Jefferson and then they just kill them on the underneath routes to Hawk and Thielen. But mm-hmm. I assume they'll be able to figure that out. I mean, that's not – if I just came up with that game plan, I'm assuming the Vikings have come up with that plus something ten times more complicated that the Giants have already seen and planned to defeat. But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. And I mean, not only that, Vikings also, like, even if all the wide receivers are covered, you still can dump it off to Dalvin Cook. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, you still have a very solid offense. Um, whereas the Giants don't always have that solid of an offense. I feel like I see a new wide receiver in fantasy football for the Giants every single week. So, um, but, I mean, it could, I guess it could really go either way. 
Um, I'm just going to stick with the Vikings for this one. I, I think I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any sense, but I think that um, it's going to be a very close game. I just think the Vikings are going to end up prevailing. Now, round two will be a whole different discussion. We'll get into that next week if they make it. So, but let's move on to my least favorite game. This is your least favorite game, Cowboys Buccaneers. This game absolutely freaking sucks. I hate this game with all of my passion. This might be worse than the Buffalo Bills Miami Dolphins game. I will not watch this game. I refuse. I hate this game so much. I guess I'm watching it to cover it then. Um, I will not watch it. Cowboys Buccaneers. Buccaneers are in with a losing record. Tom Brady's uh, first losing record in his whole career. Uh, Cowboys are in because of their defense. I'm going to be honest. It's because of their defense. I I, I mean, T.Y. Hilton has been good for them, but really, I mean, it's just been C.D. Lamb and him. Uh, You've got Dak, who apparently does not have turning the ball over in his DNA, which I'll give him. Not all of the turnovers were his fault. A couple bounced off the hands of the receivers, and defender just got – I'll give him that. But Jerry – Mr. Jerry Jones is out here saying, you know, that boy Dak Prescott down there, he, he, uh, I've known him since 2016. I've watched him play every single game. I've, I definitely never said, I hope that there is a quarterback war in the locker room because I've always stood by Dak. Dak has always been my guy. The Cooper Rush never heard of him. Dak, he, he does not have turning the ball over in his DNA. He never does that. He don't turn the ball over. That's what Jerry Jones said. That was, I that was a soundbite actually that I that just played. Was oh Jerry, wow! Yeah, that was Jerry Jones yeah, that's, talking. That's crazy. He's, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just don't know what to say to that. I really don't. Yeah, um, that Dak Prescott does not turn the ball over. He did not. St- only start 12 games this season and lead the league in interceptions. That did not happen. Okay. Um, moving on from your soundbite that you just played or whatever <laughs> you just you just did, but um, whatever you want to call it. Um, moving on from that, um, the game itself, the reason that I hate it so much is Tampa Bay is 8-9. and nine. Correct. They are hosting the home game, and I get it because they won their division, Correct. which is fine. Dallas – on paper, looks like the better team. But Tom Brady looks like the better team. Tom Theoretically. Now, listen. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, I hate that they are in with an 8-9 and nine record with a burning passion they should not be in. But that division is, um, uh, like, atrocious that they had to throw a team in there and it ended up being Tampa Bay with the other three teams going seven and 10. So, but with Tampa Bay going in Tampa, Tom Brady has the freaking Dallas Cowboys number. Um, freaking, I hate it so much, but freaking Tampa Bay is going to go on in the divisional round here. They're going to go in and they're going to freaking beat Dallas because Dallas stinks. They're just going to be another first round exit again which sucks because I think if Dallas would have played anybody else, I feel like they would have won, but it's Tom freaking Brady and the stupid eight and nine Buccaneers are going to go in, win, and somehow play freaking whoever is the next top seed, which will, if it ends up, if they end up being, if, if like all my predictions are right. So that means that the top three seeds win. Um, then I think that um, Tampa Bay will lose 
to the Eagles, but that's a different discussion. I think if you don't like low-scoring games, if you don't like defensive battles, this is not the game for you because I think that what is going to happen here is the Cowboys' offense isn't going to be able to put up points, or at least Dak won't be able to put up points. However, I think that Tom Brady's going to find a way to put up points because that's what Tom Brady does. He finds ways to put up points. In, especially in playoff games. That's kind of his MO. I, I, but the Cowboys' defense is very good. They've got Micah Parsons. They've got Trayvon Diggs back there. Um, yeah, but it's Tom Brady. It's playoff Tom Brady. I know. I know. That's why, that's, that's why I'm saying it's going to be a defensive. It's going to be a defensive game. Because I don't think that the – I think the Cowboys' offense is going to struggle. And I think that the Bills' offense is going to struggle. But I think that Tom Brady's going to get it done much to the dismay of people everywhere. But, I mean, really, this is the battle of the annoying teams. Who would you rather have winning, the uh, Cowboys fans or the Buccaneers fans, the Tom Brady fans? I mean, I mean, they're definitely – most of them are Tampa Bay fans. I feel like most of the people that like the Buccaneers right now are just Tom Brady lovers. Yeah, I, I really, mean, that's accurate. I mean, because I mean, until Tom Brady got there, the Buccaneers were, what, the season before, like 2-14? and 14? Mm-hmm. Tom Brady goes in, goes to goes. I don't know if he won the Super Bowl that first year, but I don't remember. His first year there, he won it. the Super Bowl. Yeah, so like literally, they were like nothing. They were nothing. They're two and fourteen, like two years before that. Then they were like eight and eight or something, and then they won. It was like they were nothing, and now Tom Brady made them relevant again. And then next thing you know, once Tom Brady leaves, they're gonna be irrelevant again, and all Buccaneers fans are just gonna go back to what happened. <laughs> What happened? Yeah, I see your little reference there. Um, I mean, poor Mike Evans, though. He's had, like, the last nine years or so, he's had 1,000-yard receptions, and I don't think the 1,000-yard seasons. And I don't think people have realized that because he's only had Tom Brady for, like, two or three. Yeah, I mean, Mike Evans really did good with Jameis Winston, you know. Surprisingly. Like, surprisingly, with that 30-touchdown, 30-interception season, like, Mike Williams – or Mike Williams – Mike Evans actually did really good, and um, I'm actually really pleased with his performance over the last nine years. And it's it's one of those wide receivers that will probably get nominated like eight or nine times for the Pro Football Hall of Fame before he gets in. Mm-hmm. Um, because granted, like I know Mike Evans isn't like like oh Hall of Fame necessarily material, but he has had multiple 1,000 yard seasons. It's very hard to argue with that. He has a Super Bowl ring, and um, I just feel like he really went under the radar. A lot so um i would i really think that he can continue to blow up how old is mike evans how old is he, he he's got to be in his maybe 30s probably i think he's like a 2014 rookie so uh mike evans 29. is 29 so all right so yeah i think i think he has he has some fire left in him like saw, six years maybe so i saw this graph the other day um who so Tom Brady has thrown 710 touchdown passes to 92 different receivers. Who do you think those top five are? Who do I think the top five wide receivers are? Not what not wide receivers, just pl- pass catchers. Who who have caught the five most um, touchdowns from Tom Brady? 
most touchdowns. Uh, well, Gronkowski has to be one of those. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's at least what I think because he's played with both of them. Twice. He is. Gronkowski has caught 105. Um, is Mike Evans on there? Is this why yes. this is a question? Yeah, Mike Evans. Okay, Mike, is on Mike there. Evans. He's caught 30. Okay. You've got first and um, fifth. Who, who's in between him? Julian Edelman, maybe. Yep, he's second, 41. Okay. Um, if you get these next two, are, I'll be very impressed. Um, probably not. I probably won't get the next two. But um, what is it? Patriots? Is it a Patriots player or is it a? The, the um, next two are Tampa both player. Patriots players. Uh, Mike Evans is the only non-Patriots player. Okay. Um, do you have like, dur- like duration times? Like, was it in the 2010s, the, or, like the mm-hmm. 2000s? Mm-hmm. One is a Hall of Famer mm-hmm. already. One is a Hall of Famer already. Why am I blanking? I'm not going to look it up, and I don't want the episode to go for like 20 minutes, so <laughs> you can just tell me. Uh, it's um, Randy Moss at 40 and oh, Wes Welker at 38. You know, I was not going to say Wes, Wes Welker. I probably wouldn't have said Wes because I totally forgot he existed, but uh, Randy Moss is actually kind of yeah, that I said that. Yeah, Randy yeah, Moss is third, that. so it's – Gronkowski first at 105. Edelman is second at 41, so big jump there. Uh, Randy Moss is third at 40. Wes Welker is fourth with 38. And then Mike Evans is at 30 touchdowns. He's last. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I I give – yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought um, – <laughs> You wouldn't have thought either. of Wes Welker? I would not have thought of – especially Wes Welker. I, 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 I forgot that he – played for a while and i feel bad but i mean it's just how the nfl goes like wide receivers come and they go or well just players in general just like you know next thing you know like this play like you know like um i wish i could give like an accurate thing but like oh yeah you ever hear of dante moncrief yeah played for the colts came and went i have his autograph just like yeah came and went he's just (laughs) not around anymore um you know it's just like these wide receivers, they come and they go. And I know just... who he is. I know who you are, Dante. Well, I know who Dante Moncrief is. I wouldn't have brought him up, but I'm just saying that, like, like I'm just saying that, like, some of these wide receivers, like, you just, they totally, like, just slip from your mind. No, nope, never. Played. I think about Dante every night. Do you? Yeah. What's your favorite moment of Dante Moncrief's career? Um, When he was signing the football card that I now own. Nah, nice, nice. Or nice. when he it's caught that one per- touchdown. That one touchdown, yeah. Yeah, that that big touchdown. It was a big one. Mm. Very interesting. It was. Very interesting. It was. Uh, he was number ten in the Colts for a while. What's your favorite uh, AJ Green moment? Oh, my favorite AJ Green moment. Um, yeah. Probably when he caught the ball that I have the picture of him. I, I can't remember who was tackling him, and I think it was against the Steelers. But I have it photographed and hanging in my room. So why are you? Why oh, you can't come? At AJ that's Green. freaking cool. I'm not coming at AJ Green, but I'm just saying I'm just talking about wide receivers. I just wanted to know your favorite moments now because you mentioned Dante Moncrief, and I figured I would name a wide receiver that no longer plays for the Bengals that still plays in the NFL, but just my favorite Jerome no. Simpson moment is when he did the front flip over that Cardinals player. Oh, I mean that's that's fun. That's fun. He did a front flip into the end zone. You should look up that look that up if you haven't seen that. People listening at home, mm. so yeah, we can we can do this all night though. But we should probably end the show. Yeah, we're at fifty minutes already, so we don't want to keep going. I mean that 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 farm segment. Oh, that farm segment. Was... That was like a eight minute segment. But um, fans yeah, of you, Iowa, you... find this farm. It's a yeah. Do your little spiel. 
do my so. spiel okay yeah I do are, your spiel. are there any updates on the youtube or the tiktok not gonna lie i kind of forgot about okay, the youtube i've been figured. very busy kind of um, what I but you have been busy but, yeah um, I, i've been busy i just got done photographing some high school uh basketball games so i apologize but. okay okay so we don't need to talk about those anyway yeah, so uh, the Instagram is up and running. That's nobuts underscore show. Go ahead and follow us there. We actually did get a follower while we were recording. It popped up on my phone. Um, yeah, and I and just an FYI, like neither of us follow him. So new I, fan, new fan. Yeah, okay. So usually, like we we get like friends and stuff like that. And so this is this is a new fan. Okay, and I, I hope honestly, if you're listening to the show, I'm so thankful for you. Yes. Thank you. Um, okay, the email is. Bull Moose Podcast, the number two at gmail.com. B U L L M O O S E Podcast, the number two at gmail.com. And then my Twitter is Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. Um, and then Chris did plug his Instagram the last time. I don't know if he, or Chuss, I should say, but his uh, Instagram is real Chris Lentz, L E N T Z. So uh, go give him a follow if you want. You don't have to, though. He's not even here right now. He left, so do whatever you want. Just don't send any mean messages, I guess. Uh, oh, he's back. Okay, we'll stop talking bad about him. <laughs> Why would you talk bad about me? I literally just want to check something. Sure, okay. Check on Murray. Well, yeah, that's going to be all for today's show. I hope to see you on Monday. I hope we see you Monday, but I will be driving back to Steubenville, Ohio, and then obviously I have to watch the playoff game because Chuss is refusing to watch it. Because he says Tom Brady sucks and he wants nothing to do with him. But not not true. I also have things going on Monday night, mm. so I will not be able to watch the game. Mm. But I also do not care enough to even try to watch the end of it. So mm. I will catch the score. I will watch the Jacksonville game. I will watch the Miami Buffalo. I will watch most of the other games. I just will not watch that game. Okay. So okay, whatever you and say. I'm busy, so. Okay. Well, hope everyone has a great weekend. And uh, stay safe out there. Yeah, I mean, have a have it's a great. It's snowing lunch. in Pittsburgh. So, oh, it is snowing yeah. in Pittsburgh. It is not snowing here. So, um, <laughs> but stay safe out there, and have a great life. <laughs>